Hey fam, and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast helping you to create a life of high performance that is aligned to your heart's purpose so that you can thrive at the highest level possible and be fulfilled till your last day. My name is Trang, your host for the show, and today I'm sharing with you an uplifting, inspiring, and beautiful conversation that I had with my guest, Lenny. Lenny has always been a spiritual person. She's a qualified yoga teacher. In fact, she's spent 14 hours a day meditating in silence for 10 consecutive days. That's huge. (laughs) She's traveled various continents in search of something that she didn't realize was already within her. Love. In particular, self-love. Recently, Lenny has had some major life changes. She quit her career, sold her seaside house in Brisbane, and moved with her family to rural Queensland, where she now lives her dream life and embodies her ultimate life vision. Lenny is a very special guest, and this episode is a little bit different from the usual guest episode Because Lenny is one of my clients, and she has been for two years now. Lenny's story, everything that I've just shared with you, has only come about because Lenny first said yes. She said yes to embarking on this journey, going on this adventure, facing her fears, facing different challenges that come along the way, facing all the different changes that will inevitably come with growth and creating your dream life. And that's something that I have had the absolute pleasure of guiding Lenny along the way and witnessing how much she has blossomed and how much she has truly transformed during this time. And in this conversation, Lenny shares with you in more detail her story, all the different aspects along the way so that you too can be empowered and can have the resources that you need to create your dream life. So let's do this. This is my conversation with Lenny. Lenny, welcome to the Aligned Performance Podcast. Thanks, Jane. Thanks for having me. Good time to start the podcast recording, like 60 minutes since we actually hit record. <laughs> we've been chatting for the last hour and we're like, uh, we actually better start the podcast. I am really excited to have this chat with you today because firstly, this has been months in the making. Like I, you know, we've been, we've been trying to make this work for a while now and here we are. But also because you are someone who has been working with me for a few years now and you have evolved so much. Like you have come such a long way as a person in the way that you think, in the way that you do things. And then now you're the most true embodiment of your most authentic self and you're you're living your dream life. And I wanted to bring you on so that you could share your process and your experiences and your learnings with others. Thank you. That was a lovely introduction. Thank you. Let's get into it. So let's start off with you sharing with us who you are. And I'm really excited to hear your response to this because I know that this self-identification has evolved and it was actually a big part of your journey recently in the journey of potential. It's really funny you mentioned that because I knew that I had to describe myself in a way that was going to do justice to the journey I've been on. And I I had to refrain from saying, oh, I'm a mum and, oh, I'm a marketing professional, which I I am those things, but that's not who I am. That's That's not the biggest part of who you are. No, that's right. The summary is that, um, yeah, my name's Lenny. I'm 36 years old and I'm originally from Brisbane and now live on a lovely rural property about three hours northwest of Brisbane. I really, I like to run. So that's how we first connected um, was uh, in the running scene. That's a really important part of who I am these days, which I never thought I'd say because I was always um, one of those people who would say I'm not a runner. Mm. Um, but the reality is I run and so I am a runner. 
And I also have um, five lovely acres here and um, my purpose is to um, develop this block of land that we have and um, live off the land and um, live harmoniously with the ecosystem um, here on our property. It's been a huge journey and the leaps that you've made to create this life for yourself and to create this position for yourself now has been yeah massive absolutely massive because it's it's not like you moved from one suburb to another like you moved from brisbane Mm -hmm. city living Mm -hmm. to the country and just changed up your entire vision for your future which yeah we're we're going um and i do want to explore this in detail but first let's go back to the start are you able lenny to share with everyone when we first connected why you started working with me so we connected in october 2020 and i remember it quite distinctly because i'd been following you for a little while on instagram and i'd been running at that time for a few months and i was on the train on the way to work and i worked in the city at the time and i was scrolling mindlessly through instagram as you do on the train and Yeah, um, I just sort of was thinking maybe, you know, I I really like running. Maybe, maybe if I got a coach, I could, I could run better or I, you know, I just knew it was something I wanted to explore a little bit more. So I, uh, I messaged you on Instagram on the train that morning and it just so happened you were online and you wrote back straight away. And I, I, still can't even believe that I messaged you because, you know, at the time my, my thinking was, um, I'm just a, I'm just an average person. Like I don't, I don't get coached. I don't have a coach. You messaged me and you you said, um, yeah, like, sure, let's have a chat. And and you said, is now a good time? And I was like, really hesitant. I, I wanted to say no, because I was on the train. I was on my way to work. You know, when you like the morning rush and I, I kind of wasn't really ready for a conversation, but I don't know why I messaged you at the same time. We called each other five minutes after. I remember sitting on a park bench in the middle of, this, of the CBDs, like buses and sirens and cars and like feet walking on the side of the road it was like a very like a New York sort of scene where I was just on the phone to someone (laughs) in the city it was really bizarre I just and and we started talking you started asking me all these questions I had no answers to you know um except for how long have you been running oh three months (laughs) um and what what do you want what do you want to get out of your running where do you want to be what are your goals I'm like I don't know I don't even know why I called you I'm just (laughs) I don't know I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have answers. Anyway, well, we, we um, you know, like everything I do in life, I, I winged it. I just gave you some answers. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to get better. Oh, I kind of feel, you know, I, and you're like, are you training for any events? What's coming up? I'm like, uh, uh, I'll, I'll do, I want to do 10Ks. I want to run 10Ks. And <laughs> so, yeah. And so we started working together in a coaching capacity. Um, I'm, for, I'm pretty sure running. you said, I'm pretty sure that morning you were like, yeah, I'm in, right? Is that what, is that yeah, how yeah. it I signed out? Up and you were like, cool, yeah. I'll send you the paperwork. And you're I like, was, what just happened? Yeah. You know what's like, really awesome about that though? I had a conversation with one of my existing clients this morning about that. The fact that you had messaged me that morning meant that at some level, deep down at an unconscious level, you were ready. Yes. Like you wanted this and that's why yes. you messaged me, even though your conscious mind might've been like, oh my gosh, this is really full on. This is like moving really fast. You know, maybe just take me out to dinner first. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, for like, sure. your, Yeah, your, your conscious mind would have been coming up with all these intellectual, logical excuses because fear and resistance to change always. But then unconsciously, deep down, you were ready. And yeah, you, you took that leap. Definitely. And um, definitely if we, if I look back at all the major life decisions I've made in my, in my life, or mm. I would say most recently in the last sort of five years as a, as a, you know, more mature adult, uh, all my decisions have been made like that. Something's been brewing deep down inside me. I haven't been able to articulate it. I don't fully understand it. 
uh, an opportunity has um, presented itself to me. I've sort of uh, closed my eyes and hit the button and gone, oh, shit. Oh, it's too late. I'm just, you know, just going to go with it now. Um, mm. So it's a com- common theme in my life. And I definitely believe that the, it's my, it's my uh, subconscious pushing me forward in, into areas that I need to go. Because consciously I can, I can definitely rationalize why I don't need a coach. I don't Mm. need a mentor. I don't need to see a dietitian. I don't need to, um, you know, do a course or do whatever it might be. Yeah. It costs too much. There's always a reason. Yep. Yep. Definitely. All those reasons. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a big one for me. Uh, you know, I have to overcome a lot of anxiety around spending money on, um, on things like that. But at the same time, you know, I, I look back over my life and see what I've also spent my money on. Um, that has been not productive and I haven't gained anything out of it. And the majority, I would say probably 95% of the money that I've ever earned as an adult has been wasted. Mm. Um, because, you know, we buy clothes, we buy alcohol, you know, whatever it might be, we buy things we don't need. And I don't even own half of, less than half of those things anymore. Mm. So it's so um, impermanent. Whereas yes. the experiences I've had with you have had lasting impacts on me as a person. And the person I am is um, more is, is deeper than all those uh, other materialistic things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So then, so you signed up that morning and then maybe give us like a, (laughs) maybe give us a high level overview. Cause then I do want to go through the steps in more detail, but maybe give us a high level overview of like how that turned out and then how our, how our relationship has evolved over the years till now. Yeah. So, um, if you, if you've been following Chang for a while, you know, she's really big on commitment and discipline. And there are two parts of um, me that um, I would say are lacking or were lacking, I should say, um, because... I was about to correct while, you there. I was like, oh, yeah, damn. No. <laughs> <laughs> so while I have A-type elements to my personality, I'm very much a free spirit. I'm very much a creative. So the reason I bring, bring that up is because we, we worked together for a while and I had to step up in my area of commitment and discipline because um, that's what I was required to do to work with you. So we worked together for quite a few months, oh, actually a few years in a um, running coaching capacity. Trang would run um, group coaching calls and in these coaching calls she would talk about things like values and commitment and discipline and fulfilment and Uh, The other thing that I found really challenging was you were always asking me, what do I want to achieve? And I found that really hard because I wasn't sure what I wanted to achieve. And I also had difficulty articulating it. So these are elements that really grew uh, within me over the time working with you as as a running coach. Um, Then... um, Train you transitioned into um, performance and mindset coaching, which um, having known you for a while is really natural progression for you um, and your journey. So that's lovely to see. And it's really lovely to be a part of. I, um, I had enormous life changes as a result of working with Train, which we briefly touched on before when through Train challenging me, to dive deeper and to articulate things that I knew were within me, but I didn't know how to bring them to the surface. So my family and I, we moved, we bought, a, we sold everything in, that we had in Brisbane. We moved to a rural property. We came out here and Trang was running Journey of Potential, which is your um, eight-week coaching course. And I remember speaking to you at the start of this year and I remember saying um oh I really I really want to do journey of potential I just don't think I'm ready for it 
I've had so much life change. I had some family things going on at the time. It just seemed way too overwhelming to commit to anything really deep. Um, and mm. as you so um, eloquently put it, I had been on a few hero journeys in the time, in a very short period of time, and I had to take time to fill out, which is something you also <laughs> said to me a few weeks ago. And so... Yeah. Um, uh, and, and for anyone who doesn't know as well, like the hero's journey is like a metaphorical uh, way to describe like leveling up in your mm-hmm. life, essentially. Yeah. Um, and and the, the reason why we call it hero's journey is because you're the hero of your journey and then you go on this journey where, yeah, you just, just level up big time. And you had so many of those. I remember because we had this conversation, what was it, like maybe February or it something was, this year. Yeah. And la- it wasn't last year. So no, hold on. Was it last year that you had moved? Yeah, so it yes. was, right? So when yeah. I was um so it actually came I'd been working with you for a couple of months. Um and you on one of your coaching calls you um asked what is the one thing um I have to do before I die? And I was like, jeez, oh, that's a big question. And I, And you said, I'll give you all a moment to think about it. And in my head, I was like, that question's so big that I need to just come up. I need, all I need to do in the next one minute is come up with some kind of answer. Doesn't have just to say something to, to, to answer the question. Doesn't have to be true or right. Just find something to say. (laughs) And I was racking my brain. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to say? She's going to ask me, I don't know. And then it literally just popped into my head and you, you came around the group and, and you said, okay, Lenny, what's, uh, what's your answer? And I said, the one thing I have to do before I die is cultivate land. And I, I, I didn't know how else to describe it, but that's just, that's what I had. That's just what I felt. I, it just came into my head. It, I felt it through my body. And I said it out loud. I have to cultivate land. And is that something that you'd ever consciously like acknowledged or said before, even to yourself? It is something I had always fantasized about. Like, you know, when you go on holiday to the Mm. beach and you're like, oh, my (laughs) God, I love it so much. I'm going to move to the beach. But Mm -hmm. you don't. Me every holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you don't actually, you don't (laughs) ever actually really do it. Like. Or, or mm. you don't think it's really possible or you just say it, then you go back to your, your non-holiday life and you just carry on. You're in the grind, you, you know, mm-hmm. you're just go, going through the motions and then you go on your next holiday, you're like, oh, I'm going to move to the beach. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. You're living like, you're living two lives almost. Yeah. It's like, I'm on holidays, I, I'm allowed to dream and and see what what the potential is and then you go back to your reality that's right and then it's like oh that was just a fantasy that's right and as i mentioned before you know i'm a really creative person i'm a really big picture person so i would always say to my partner ah like look at this i'd be on realestate.com all the time look at this property in tasmania it's two acres and it's right on the beach and it's only at the time 300,000 like let's move to Tasmania he's like no Lenny like firstly it's way too cold (laughs) and then and he would he's coming from that's right and he's so pragmatic about things he's like um you know it's not the right time we don't have the money blah 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 he would always actually say how how are we going to do that and I never had an answer I was like I don't know that's your that's Mm. your job you're the you're the details person you make it happen (laughs) So I'm the dreamer. We need someone like we need a dreamer. We need someone to build it. I bring you the ideas and you execute them. (laughs) Um, Mm. But yeah, so it was always one of those things where it's like, oh, it'd be so nice to have land. It'd be so nice to have acreage. It'd be so nice to grow our own fruit and vegetables. But never actually thought it was possible um, until that moment where out from nowhere, this, this thing came out of my mouth. That's something I had to do before I die. 
And mm. and at this point, you were still in Brisbane. Still, still so in Brisbane. You were still living a city yeah, life. Living a city and life. It's the first time you've said out yeah. loud that this is something that you've got to do before you die. It was more than just something I wanted to do. It was something I now had to do. I had to do this. Mm. And um, I can't remember the sequence of events that happened after that. But basically, I was on realestate.com again. And this this rural property popped up and it was really quite affordable. I showed my partner and he was like, shit, that's nice. I was like, let's just go and have a look. Like, we don't have to do anything. Let's just, we've never even, we've never even been to this, this area. Let's just go and have a look. And he, and he said, yes. And we drove, you know, two hours. We had a look and we were like, okay, the, that property wasn't for us, but we were like, oh, geez, something really, you know, something really clicked, a gear shifted. And um, yeah, so basically thereafter, we sat down together, my partner and I, and we started planning out what we needed to do to get to where we wanted to go. He was like, yes, I'm in, let's do this. Our life in Brisbane was wonderful, by the way. It's not that anything wasn't working. Mm. We lived by the sea. We both had, you know, had good careers. We had... Um, you know, a lovely lifestyle, you, you know, close to our family and friends. We'd go out for brunch, we'd have coffee, we'd stroll along the seaside, you know, um, I'd go out for dinner with my girlfriends. It was, there was nothing wrong with our life in Brisbane. But it just wasn't quite for us. We knew there was something bigger out there for us. And I'm not saying city life is not big. If that's for you, then that's great. Like, Absolutely. But it, it was yeah. becoming clear to Glenn and me that that wasn't for us. What you just shared, Lenny, exhibits the patterns of someone who's very possibility driven, mm. which is you to the T. Like as a dreamer, mm. you have a great life already, but you see more for yourself mm-hmm. and you're not going to settle for even just great. Mm. Like you want that dream, like the, the pinnacle and you've got your eyes set on mm-hmm. that um, versus the opposite where a lot of people operate in this place of scarcity mm-hmm. where if things are good, then, okay, I'm just going to just hoard everything I have now. I'm just going to just do everything that I am already doing to, to keep it, to play safe, to stay where I'm good as long as I'm not in a bad place. Like as long as I'm not, you know, just living paycheck to paycheck and, and, you know, as long as I can pay for the bills mm. and pay rent, then I'm good. And that's the difference with you, Lenny, uh, is you, everyone has dreams, but you're really driven by that dream more than you're driven by like, yeah, just getting away from pain. You're possibility driven. Yes. Yeah, I think I am. And I think um, it's a challenge though, because we're sort of brought up to be really grateful for things like, you know. And, and I feel very grateful and I felt grateful when I lived in Brisbane. I felt grateful for the life that I had, that I had the money to have a house and to, you know, support my family and all of those things. Um, just because we have something doesn't mean it's right for us. Uh, and it also doesn't mean that we're not grateful because I, I am very grateful. And, and yeah, I, I've always been a dreamer. And I, because uh, I, I just believe that there is something, that there is a, a place for me that is bigger than me, that I, or a place for me, and I don't mean a place necessarily as in a physical place, I'm talking about a, a kind of, maybe I'm talking about a utopia, I don't know, a metaphorical place that mm-hmm. I can be the best version of myself uh or i can what it actually is 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 that i can thrive in a in alignment with with myself and um i think i think you know you you talk about alignment a lot training and that's really a key word because there was nothing wrong with my life in brisbane it it was just not quite aligned to how I wanted to live my life um, mm. or how I wanted to execute 
living my life. So I think it's, I think it's important to distinguish um, the, the alignment part because, yeah, uh, I was still happy in Brisbane and I'm still happy now. Yeah. Um, but I'm... Mm-hmm. So it was like, it, it was two lines. So the, your line of alignment and the, the life that you were living in Brisbane... Mm-hmm. Not quite aligned, but pretty close, mm. right? Because you still, you know, loves your life in sure. Brisbane. And then now your line of alignment in the life that you're actually living is like completely overlapping. Yeah, it's kind of like, time. it's kind of like you grow up and society sort of has this, like there's this image of what life, your life should be like, which is the life that I had. So you should, like everyone wants to have a house and we want to have a car and we want to have a, we want to go on holiday and we want to have nice things. And, and that's the, that's the definition of success for, in society. Um, this is my mm-hmm. perception. Um, and that's fine. And I had that and that was, that was lovely. Um, but there's also the life that I can create for myself that is tailored for me. Uh, and I yep. think that's the key difference is the life that um, we're, we're told is the life that we should want and then the life that we can create for ourselves which is yeah for us which is alignment alignment that's alignment exactly yeah okay so so you were planning and looking at properties that's right and so um you know it took us 12 months to find a property and in that time there were highs and lows and there were times where it it was it was hard we were we were driving hours away every weekend um we would sometimes take our then four-year-old daughter with us uh or sometimes she would go with the the grandparents and glenn and i would go up by ourselves and it was hours and hours of driving it was hours of uh evaluation assessment um you know uh study um all of the things, because this, this these are places we'd never been before. You know, some of the places mm. we were looking at were um, designated flood zones or were high bushfire risks or, you know, there were all these external factors that we had never needed to take into consideration before. So there were really hard times and there were times where we wanted to give up. There were times where we were too tired to keep going. And so we would take a break and I come back to the desire of the heart when something is deep within us we can't turn our back on it so those times where Mm. we wanted to give up you know we just had to keep remembering what we wanted to achieve come back to our vision and come back to the fact that we there's no turning back now we we know for certain that this is something that we wanted to do. So we just, we pressed on, we pushed through those hard times. We made the tough decision to sell our house. Um, and that was definitely ultimately the right decision because what it gave us is financial freedom to not only buy a property, but also invest in developing the property. So you don't just yeah. buy, a, you know, a permaculture setup. Like people don't just sell blocks of land that have fully have all this infrastructure and are fully developed and is mature and is already producing fruits and vegetables you know you just you just yeah. you can, you've got to create that and and it costs a lot of money we spent thirty thousand dollars on a tractor that was the scare one of the scariest purchases we've ever made in our life we spent fifteen thousand dollars on um expanding our dam so we could increase our water capacity that was the scariest. I've never spent. I've never spent fifteen thousand dollars in one go before. I, you know, it was really. F- Let alone on a dam. <laughs> I was like, I was so resistant. I was like, this is ridiculous. And Glenn's like, no, no, no. Think about it. Um, Glenn, my partner, he's like, think about it. People spend a hundred thousand dollars on a pool in their backyard. He's like, this is fifteen thousand dollars, and you can swim in it, and we can water our plants. You know, so like, it's. There's a lot of uh, yeah. lots of change, and change is change is scary. It's really scary, and in in fact, mm. train when we got when we bought this property and we moved in. Even though we wanted it with all our heart, and we knew this was right for us, the f- the first probably f- 
three weeks, we were like, what the F have we done? What have we done? Mm. Where are we? Like, it's like where your emotions catch up to you and, you know, you, you realize that your life has changed in such an enormous way. And you have, cause you'd moved in and like, was a, was a house uh, completely furnished yet? Uh, or no yes yeah, so you you moved in it's like partially furnished you're in this new neighborhood yeah. that's and you're you're on five acres so you probably don't have like many people around you it's just like it scary compared to what you yeah, used to the sun would go down it would be pitch black because there's no city lights all of these like frogs were like it was really loud at night there were frogs everywhere and there's bugs everywhere and we're like oh my god like where are we you know it's it was really wild and five acres felt enormous you know we felt so exposed and so like vulnerable because we were somewhere we didn't know we um we were (laughs) in the bush like in in nature with all these animals (laughs) we were scared but, yeah, but, you know, yeah. like we got through it. We, we, we did some renovations. We um, painted. We freshened it up. We, we moved in and we started settling in. And it was – and we've never looked back. We've never looked back. And every night, you know, after our daughter goes to bed, we sit down and we're like, I love living here. I'm so mm. happy we're here. I'm so glad we did this. Um. Mm. Big, big change. Typical hero's yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> big change. Big change takes a lot of courage. So, um, going back before, mm. just real quick, Lenny. Actually, two things mm. that you said that I think will be very valuable for the listeners. Mm. So, going all the way back to when you said you ha- you made the tough decision to sell your Brisbane property first. That's right. And then that opened up so much financial freedom for you to then really go all in on this mm-hmm. rural property not only financial freedom and financial energy, but like mental and emotional commitment energy as well. Because what you've just done is you've completely crossed off plan B. Mm -hmm. And now you don't have one foot in plan B and one foot in plan A, meaning you're only really 50% in plan A. Now you've got both feet in plan A. And that's no turning back. Yeah. Like mm. that energetic commitment, it seems intangible, but that is such a powerful key to making your dreams come true. And you experienced mm-hmm. that. As soon as you sold, you were like, all right, we're all in. There's no messing around now. We're, we're going to have to make it work or not. And then obviously mm-hmm. when it's sink or swim, most of the time, when you, when you actually put effort in, then you mm. will swim. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely, it was definitely scary. It was really scary. Um, but what that meant was it just propelled us forward to our, our dream. Yeah. And it's, and actually it's come up, this concept has come up a lot for, for my partner and me in our general day-to-day lives, um, of what it means to let go of something to be able to move forward. Um, Mm. yeah, we, we talk we talk about those sorts of concepts a lot because there are even simple things like, for example, um, part of our vision is to be off grid, uh, to be self-sufficient. We've put solar on our property and we are debating the cost of, um, putting in a battery. And, you know, we have, batteries are really expensive. They're, you know, 15, $20,000, um, to, to go completely off grid. And we're having mm. to have serious discussions about, um, you know, why did we come here? We didn't come here to still be hooked up to the system. Uh, we came here to be completely self-sufficient. That means collecting our own water. That means producing our own power. That means producing our own, our own food and our own creating our own resources to reuse in our property. Um, so yeah, the to to truly move forward. A part of, a part of the, an old part of you has to die, uh, and that is actually terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but because but the so death rewarding. comes first. Yes, it, that's right. You had to sell your house 
birth that's and right. then be in this like no man's land for a period of time before right. you could then reap the reward. And that, yeah, that's the scary part. That's where people really struggle because they try to hold on to plan B while still chasing plan A. Yeah. And that can, that can look in so many forms as well. So for you, Lenny, it was the house. Mm-hmm. But for so, so many of my clients, they, they come to me and they're like, Trang, my life is falling apart right now. Like I am losing friends. Mm. Like I've got friends who, who are kind of just becoming really distant to me. I, I feel like heaps of money is just going out the door. I feel like I just lost my job and I feel like this is all falling apart. And I'm like, remember, the whole natural progression of stepping into a new identity and actually creating something new in your life means something has to die first. Mm. You have to let go of something first. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Mm. So, yeah, we, we came to the property and um, and the funny part is that I started feeling a little bit down once I got here. Mm. Um, I remember that because yeah, we spoke about that quite a bit. That's right. Yeah. So um, I, we'd been living here for about two or three months and I just, I started feeling, you know, a little bit like I was still very grateful to be here. I, I, I still never regretted that, but I, I couldn't understand why. I had achieved my life vision or I had attained what I, what I wanted. I, I had achieved a goal, but why wasn't I happy? Like, isn't, mm. isn't that the point? Like you, you, you achieve your goals and, and then you become happy. Well, <laughs> that was, that was a uh, big learning opportunity because that's when I decided to do the journey of potential Mm. well did that did that feeling of not being happy last all the way till the start of the journey of potential it's sort of it's sort of continued to grow actually until the journey of potential right so so how many months after you had moved in was this just under your face right now (laughs) (laughs) don't put me on the spot like that (laughs) (laughs) numbers aren't my forte it was about six months. Oh, maybe five months. Mm, okay. Maybe four. Interesting. Four to, f- four to five months. Okay. So, yeah, it just started out as, you know, I was loving it. We were loving, you know, everyone was, you know, settling in, like learning about our new life. But I was, something, something was missing. I couldn't put my finger on it. And I just sort of kept on, I, f- I felt a little bit depressed and I, I felt I couldn't understand why I was feeling that way. I was feeling a bit emotional. I didn't know, I didn't really know what to do. Um, but it just so, so one day I was just, I was feeling, I was having a really tough day. I'd been talking to you about the journey of potential. I knew I wanted to do it at some point. I'd said to you, I wasn't ready to do it. You said, there's a, you know, I said, I'm happy to, I'm happy to look at it later in the year. But you were like, okay, well, there's a spot, you know, commencing in April if, if you want it. And I was like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. The one, there was one particular day where I was sort of feeling very emotional. And I just, like every major decision that I make in my life, I just sent you a message. I was like, I'm, I'm in. Mm. And I just, yeah, I just decided. I, I was like, well, I could just sit here and keep um feeling um you know a bit depressed and I'm unsure and confused and emotional or I could just you know do a course and see what happens like I can't yeah I'm mm. I'm a big believer in you can't just you have to do something you can't just <laughs> if you've got a problem you can't just do nothing about it my problem was I didn't know what my problem was Mm-hmm. So um, the journey of potential helped me understand what my problem was. And that is that at the time I had achieved my goal, but I wasn't connecting with my goal or, you know, I had achieved 
moving to a rural property, but I wasn't connecting with my life here. I wasn't connecting with the property itself. I wasn't connecting with the with why we had moved here in the first place. I had basically transferred my city life into a rural setting. The whole morning rush to get the kids ready for school and sit down and work and all of this, you know, then come home and dinner and bath and bed and, you know, I had just transferred my whole city life into, um, into a different, envi- a different landscape. So you mean you were still like living that rush and in your city life, but just in a different location? Is that what you're saying? That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In the in that time, I I was I was really restless in my career, um, as well, um, and I had been um, I was I worked as a marketing professional, and I I was questioning my place in in the corporate life and where I was heading in my career. So I was feeling a little bit lost there too. And um, I basically quit my job um, as well, which, yeah, I, I made a lot of life changes. I quit my job because of, you know, the work that I had been doing with you had really, you know, in a, in a, um, in a running coaching capacity, had really been sinking in with me on a um on a subconscious level um so you know things like what i mentioned before about um commitment discipline values living in alignment with your values i was realizing that my work wasn't really aligning with my values or at least the people i was working with weren't aligned with how i think you know, um, they, their values weren't aligned with mine, basically. Mm, so yeah. I was feeling quite lost. I'd come here, I'd quit my job. I wasn't sure about, you know, I, where I was going or what I was doing. I started the journey of potential. And Quick question for you, Lenny. Yeah. You know the day that you messaged me, I'm in for the journey of potential. Mm-hmm. And then the day that you messaged me years ago to start to inquire about running coaching. Mm. What's the same. <laughs> same. Yeah. What changed for you? What was the thing that clicked for you that led you to be like, all right, I'm ready. I, I'm in. Because both of those decisions you had actually sat on for months earlier, right? Like it's not just something that you thought of on that day. My answer is there's no such thing as ready. There's never – ready doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> no one's ever ready for anything. Um, and one thing that I've come to realize is when I have fear – Traditionally, I would run away from fear because fear is scary and fear hurts. But I've come to realize that fear is actually a message. And if we lean into fear, we experience growth. So it was the realization that you you couldn't wait till you were ready and that because you're feeling fear, that is more reason to be like, this is the right path to go down. Yes. Is that what I'm hearing? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. You it's know. a lot easier to hop onto YouTube and watch prank videos yeah. than to, to, to look at that within yourself. It's also a lot, a lot easier. It's a lot easier to jump on YouTube and watch a really inspiring lecture of, of, of someone who, mm. you know, yeah. that's it. But, but you're not actually doing it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's easier to... Feel like you're being productive yes. by learning and being inspired than actually just applying that inspiration and those learnings that you probably already have and actually do it, right? Yes, I'm, I'm really glad you say that because what the key, the key factor for me about Journey of Potential was is um, like there are so many int- intangibles out there but what I found the journey of potential was really beneficial for me was the tangibles. It's a clear set of routines or principles or actions, whatever you want to call them, that 
you can apply to your life to get you to where you want to go. And it's kind of like, it's the how. So we all know we want to we want to have a deeper, more fulfilling life. We all know we want to be more um, spiritually awakened and whatever it might be. But how do you get there? Well, you know, your, your course provided me with the toolkit to get to where I wanted to go, which was having a deeper connection with myself is what I is what I wanted to achieve. And that deeper connection, it's in it's so internal and it's like intangible in some ways. But I also know that that manifested in such clear ways in your life during those eight weeks and beyond. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at, at the core, it was the deeper connection with yourself that yeah. you that you received. But how did that show up in your life? Share well, with us. Yeah, so the different ways that showed up in my life is um well it's it's through my it's oh gosh so many through my interactions with my partner and my and my daughter um through um through deciding to no longer eat meat through um having uncomfortable conversations with people about things that don't serve me anymore through letting go of things in my life that don't meet my expectation so the reason I I I say I I can't go into too much detail about all of those things because we'll be here for four hours but these Hmm. are these are the ways that those uh those those lessons or those actions uh, carried over into my everyday life. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, for me it was. <laughs> that was two months ago now. We're having this conversation two mm. months after Journey of Potential wrapped up. Where are you at now? How are you going? I have a clearer understanding of what my values are. And that's important because I have gone and done things or I'm going to do things what am I trying to say things like I signed up to be a little athletics coach never in a million years in my life did I ever think I would volunteer my time to be a little athletics coach why am I doing that I'm doing that because in the journey of potential I realized that a really important value to me is having an impact. Having an impact on the environment and having an impact on other people. So I now seek opportunities where I can have a deeper impact in those ways. Um, One of the other things that um, I was going to do and I didn't do because I was sick was do a um, swimming coaching course for for kids to swim squad like I would never normally do that uh, why and that's because th- I, there's there's ways now that I can share my knowledge and experience with others and hopefully leave a positive impact on them on tv a few months ago the singer Adele who I actually can only name one of her songs. I'm not really familiar with her. I know, don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really familiar with her music. I, sure, sure. She, she was performing an intimate show. I think there were some celebrities there. And um, someone in the audience asked her a question about who was the person that made the biggest impact on your life. And she recalled when she was at school, a specific teacher that made a huge impact on her life. And, um, and she told a brief story and it just so happened that teacher was in the audience. And it was so, I oh. cried. It was beautiful. I was so touched oh. by that sentiment. Wow. And I thought to myself, maybe, just maybe, <laughs> I might have the opportunities to make such a deep 
impact on someone um, and they might remember that for the rest of their life. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I also think back to when I, um, you know, now that I live in a rural area, you know, I see the importance of community. Community is the lifeblood of, of rural towns. They survive by the community. Everybody, they have their own microeconomy. Everybody spends money within the community to support the community so the community can continue. In addition to that, these, these small towns uh, are completely dependent on volunteers. Um, otherwise, you know, it's, it's well documented that there's really high drug use, really high um, violence issues and, and um, high unemployment in rural communities. It's no secret. So, um, so yeah, so I think back to when I was a child, um, sport was always a really important part of my life. And, um, and I always, um, I stopped playing, I stopped doing certain activities because I hit a barrier, um, Mm. you know, and I, and I wondered, I was reflecting and I wondered if I had the right mentors or the right people around me at that time, maybe I would not have given up so easily. And so I'm seeing this opportunity that I might have to, to provide, um, services in this area and that maybe I can have a, a, a lasting impact on on a young person really is mm. what I'm is I never would have come to this realization if I hadn't been through the process of of the journey of potential it's not that you you do these courses and have these really stand out sort of messages like yes you you do experience a lot of really groundbreaking life-changing realizations but you still need to go and find the answer they're just they're guides right and so you need to Mm. decipher and understand the direction that these these messages are are asking you to go in yeah you still got to do the work you still have to do Um, the work you you've got this realization but it's still up to you to be like okay i'm gonna go and sign up to do little ass coaching yeah uh, i'm gonna give up my time and do that versus knowing your values but you know still being comfortable when and living your usual life and just following on on that path the journey of potential have given me really clear guidelines that i'm choosing to live my life by so everything else outside of that doesn't waste my energy because by living in my values I actually gain energy because I'm fulfilled yeah that's that's like such a key thing isn't it and that's why the aligned performance podcast is called the aligned performance (laughs) podcast (laughs) because I, I actually really believe you know what you just said Lenny is such a key thing so many people they they go out there and this is what you said at the start of the podcast people do things that they think they should do based on what other people have told them, right? Mm. And they do that and they achieve success or they they get what the goal was and then they're like, wait, why do I still feel something isn't quite right deep down? Why do I still not feel completely fulfilled? Mm. And that's it because there's misalignment. Mm -hmm. You can't have complete fulfillment if what your actions are aren't fully aligned to your true heart's values mm-hmm. that misalignment and people don't have that awareness so they they can't pinpoint it and then they just get really stuck on why am i feeling like this but it comes down to that misalignment so there's a clash definitely definitely and the goal just acts as a guide to inform us on what strategy we need to design and how to execute it and achieving a goal is our reward for being an active participant in our life. That's so solid. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is like having that goal is important because it is our compass. Yes. 
and when we live actively in our life and not passively in our life we fulfill you know that's our that's our journey like that's what life is life is the journey it's not the destination the destination is just a guide life is what happens the destination is like the destination is ultimately as humans we die that is, yeah, exactly. Like that's the ultimate destination. But the, the actively living every moment between being born and dying, mm-hmm. that's, what it, that's what it's about. And that's, that's what you're saying. That's yeah. right. That's right. And what I'm trying to highlight is, is that we all have choices. Um, yeah. We could, we could live actively in our life and, and look back and, and see that we have done everything within our power. Because choice is beautiful. Choice is power. Choice is ownership. Choice is accountability. Choice is freedom. Choice is freedom. Accountability. Yeah. Or you can or you could be passively just, you know, going about your life and just winging it, which is fine. I love winging things. That's where I get creative. That's experimental. Winging's fine. But um, you're always going to be wondering, what's that thing that's missing? Um, mm. that, that thing that's missing is 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 you, <laughs> you participating in your own life, you creating the life that you want to live, you project managing your life, you know, creating a plan for it, executing it, improving it, reassessing it, you know, does it, does it still align? The same way you'd execute any project, it's like you've got to treat, treat your, your life like a, like a strategy, you know, mm. strategies don't just happen. You've got to, you've got to write the strategy. You've got to design it. You've got to put time frames and put milestones and um, put parameters and reassess it. And and you know, strategies are never static; they evolve. Um, so I think it's applying that thinking to your life. Otherwise, you're just sort of in no man's land, aren't you? If a business were to, if a business were to um, not have a strategy, they're not serving a purpose and they won't last very long. No, they won't. Wow. That's powerful, Lenny. Like that is, we could, we could just wrap up the podcast there because I think <laughs> that message, like that message it, with every other message from the last hour uh, is so key. Like it, it, that's really, really powerful, man. Like I am, I'm just so proud right now. Like I'm just so full of glowingness, um, you know, sitting here having this conversation with you because it was really only just under two years ago that mm-hmm. we first, first connected when you were on that train <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know thinking oh should I get a running coach maybe I should maybe I shouldn't maybe I'm not worthy of one mm-hmm. and look at where you are now mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah I am really proud yeah I'm really you proud should be. yeah and I, I I think back you know to those early days where we were working together training god I had imposter syndrome I, ha- I had such imposter syndrome because I was like as I mentioned at the start I was like uh who am I to have a coach? I'm just your average everyday person. I, I, there's nothing special about me. And, and you used to say, you used to say in your coaching calls, you used to call us athletes. And I would be so uncomfortable with that because I didn't identify as an athlete. I had, Mm. I had such trouble feeling like I belonged there. Used to say as runners, ABCD. And I would think to myself, I'm not a runner. I don't run. Well, I, I am a runner. I do run. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That yeah. makes me a runner. So I think, you know, from, from the start where, you know, had fear and imposter syndrome to where I am now, where I have realized my, uh, my life vision and I'm actively participating in living a deeper and more meaningful life. Um, mm. I, I feel really proud of, of how far I've come and I, I feel really grateful, um, for 
connecting with you and being with you or having you with me on this journey because um, I feel so much more empowered now than I probably ever have. Beautiful. And, and, and now that you have, have lived these two last two years, it's always interesting to look back because now you can see, you know, what you've achieved and, and where you're at. And it's like, what would have costed you more? You know, if you had not taken that very first leap, that very first day on the train or every other leap that you have taken up until now, because there's been many of them, mm. like you've shown up each time and, and made that decision. What would have been the cost if you were, um, you know, in that, in a scarcity mindset, not to invest like a few hundred or even a few mm. K that, that, that first time? What would the cost have been? Now you can see, you can look back. It would have been immense. Yeah. Absolutely immense. Yeah. And it's, and I, I'm thinking even about the cost of the energy. Like I, when you were saying that just then, I, where would I be if I hadn't done it? I'd be floundering. I'd be floundering mm. around in the same cycle that I was in, which was, I don't know where I'm going. I don't, I don't know what I want. Um, I'm just going to go to work. I'm just going to, I'm going to bury my head into my career because I don't know what else to do. And burying my head into my career gives me some form of, or at least gives my ego some form of uh, purpose. And even though it doesn't make me happy, even though it takes me away from doing other things that make me um, feel more fulfilled, I'd be floundering. And that's, Mm. that really stresses me out thinking about it. Mm. Yeah, when what the a, thought of even the thought of it stresses yeah, you out. <laughs> that's it's exhausting. What a waste of energy, floundering. You're not going anywhere. You're just, you know, fla- yeah. flapping your fins and swimming in circles. Mm, yeah. Wow. Well, Lenny, to summarize, if there is one thing that you would like to leave with the listeners, what would that be? The one thing that I would like to leave with the listeners is everything you want is already within you. I could elaborate, but that would go on for another 40 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) You could write a book and that could be the one page in the book. And that's all you need to say. (laughs) That is the game changing realization that that will change a lot. That can change lives. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. All right. (laughs) <laughs> we'll leave it at that if anyone wants to ask you more about that or even ask you more about your experiences then there'll be more opportunities for sure so speaking of if anyone does want to get in touch with you lenny where's the best place for them to find you instagram would be the best place to find me i mean, you know i'm not super active um in posting content um but i guess that's a public way that people can reach out to me and to be honest I don't even know what my Instagram handle is. <laughs> I'll put it in the podcast description. Yeah. So good. All right. Instagram or just find Lenny on her five acre property somewhere in Queensland. She'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who knows? One day I might be running eco retreats or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we didn't even get to talk about the, the cow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the cow. Just look for the property that has a rogue cow out the front. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the just the backstory of that we were on a journey of potential call and so, i can't remember exactly i rocked what up about I think someone else was speaking no, i rocked up about 15 minutes late or 20 minutes late oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. someone was speaking and that's right and then <laughs> and then i think you put in the chat box what did you I say said, sorry i'm late uh there's a cow in my in my yard <laughs> like you know how people's dogs escape from their yards a cow had escaped from its yard and was in our uh, in our property yeah it was it was chaos it was a very uh comical moment and so surreal because you know i'm a city person so even that sentence was really bizarre to type there's a cow in my in my backyard yeah and then you 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 participated in the call until 20 minutes later you're like brb the cow i gotta get the cow or something like that cows the cow's owners have come to get it (laughs) oh yeah all right lenny that's it. Thank you so much for Thank taking you. the time to come onto the show. Um, it's 
been such a delight to chat to you and to catch up with you, but also so much value in this episode, like so much rich lived advice and lived experiences that creates so much context and is going to be so empowering for people because you've, you've lived it, you've done it. So thank you. Thank you, Tring, and thank you for the opportunity for me to um, live out my value of impact and hopefully um, my story has even left a small impact on even just one person and that would have made this so worth it. And that's a wrap on my conversation with Lenny. What a heartwarming, inspiring story because... Ultimately, at the end of all of this, you know, Lenny has achieved these incredible things. She's had so much courage that others look up to. But Lenny is human. Everyone is human. And if Lenny can do it, so can you. I don't even feel like there is anything else that I need to add. I think the conversation has been so comprehensive and it's so full on its own. So I'll leave it at that. If you do have any questions or any comments that you would like to share with either Lenny or myself, then please feel free to reach out. I'll put our contact details in the podcast description. You know, you know what I'm like. I'm always more than happy to answer any questions. I'm more than happy to give guidance on anything that you're going through. And I know Lenny will be the same. So please feel free to reach out. For now, use this episode as fuel and use it to drive you forwards towards your dream life. I know that sounds really cliche, but (laughs) whatever that might look like for you, use this episode as fuel, get that momentum up and create that reality that you dream of. Catch ya.